This is Inside Outlands. I am your host, Nat Ryle, and joining me today are co-host, Jack Churchill. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? And Ace Mason. Good evening. And we have a special guest today, Chet Casey with the Cambrian Lantern Journal. How's it going, man? Great. Good evening, Outlander. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're pretty excited to have you on here. You're doing some really cool things in Outlands. You're kind of telling the news. You, you drop a screenshot in Discord, it seems like, every other couple of days. And we'll we'll dive into that more later. We're, we're going to go through some topics. We haven't really talked to you guys in, in I guess, two or three months now. We took an extended break for the holidays <laughs> and, and some scheduling issues trying to get us all together at the same time. Uh so we're going to dive in and just try to catch up on what the hell has been going on with the game. Some of the big, big changes that have really kind of changed the, the structure and flow of the server as far as PvP, dungeons, uh, that kind of stuff. And then we sent out a community question to everyone uh, to kind of give us feedback for Strangelands. So at the end, we'll also talk about what the Strangelands event uh, is looking like for Outlands. So first on the docket is the Winterlands event which kind of consumed all of Outlands all through the holidays. It was a pretty good event as far as events goes, plus trains. Yeah, the trains were really cool. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that on a UO shard before. Um, really, really neat system. Um, I know personally I didn't get a lot of time to spend in the Winterlands area, so I did not get anything but a couple chunks of coal. But uh, from what I've seen, those those trains are really neat. Yeah, I got, I think, eight runs and ended up getting three or four different cars and a couple pieces of track. Apparently, I had amazing drop luck. That's what everyone says. I don't understand. Why didn't you guys get so many trains? And then I had a bunch that were loaned and or donated to the Guild Fortress from different guild mates. And I'm making a massive, massive train, and it makes me happy. Wow, eight yeah. runs with multiple. Jesus, I did probably eight or ten and didn't get anything. I got one train. I got the Darkmire train, which I was happy about. Uh, and I did, I did like three or four runs. But then what I quickly did is realized that I would not have time to get anything. So I, I spent tons and tons of gold buying tickets and I fed them to guildmates to go run them for me. And then <laughs> that's not a bad way to go. And then had all that donated to the guild. And uh we yeah, we had a lot of generous uh Beard Brother members donate stuff. So we got a really big train track going down on our on our entire first floor of our fortress. It's gonna be awesome. Plus uh we picked up the tunnel, which looks pretty neat. We got a lot of the uh what are those things from the roulette? The monster shuffle rares. Yeah, I've got a whole nice little village going. Oh, like all the mini houses and everything. Uh, that yeah. could be really cool. You guys should uh, make sure you post some screenshots when you're all done. Uh, it's going to go into the train contest. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the actual event itself, very unique. Um, although a little bit like the Field of Souls as far as the tickets dropping. Um, going into the vent, but I think it was cool. I think maybe could have been a little bigger of an area. Um, I found a couple times when I went in there, there was literally just flooded with people. You couldn't find a mob to kill, you know, 
get all of five or ten mobs in the 15 minutes you were in there. So um, I think that'd probably be my main complaint with with the uh, event. Yeah, they were all heavy heavy HP too, so you had to it have a pretty tough build to hang out, hang out in there. Uh, take a tamer in all kill. It was pretty easy on a tamer, <laughs> but I understand. Like I'd I'd love to play. Um, some of my other characters a little more, but I, I just find it's too... You miss out on too much if you're not playing a tamer a lot of times. I did surrender, and my tamer is at 113 as of today. So I'm almost 120, and I'll be joining the tamer life, I guess. Holy shit. Enjoy those two-hour tames. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, however, the train lands, everyone's like, oh, it's a tamer thing. I mean, I'm not in game because I got yelled at by Nat because apparently it bugs out in you caster. But the top four or five, or out of the top ten, four or five of them were bards and dexers. So I can't say that it was entirely a uh, tamer event, as a lot will. But it was a who can put the most time into it event, which, let's be honest, that's MMOs for you. Oh, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I went in with a group. I went in with three or four uh, guild mates, and we just kind of worked through it quickly in our 15 minutes, and, and that worked out pretty well, and then split all the loot at the end. Yeah, we did that a couple times, a couple just small small group guild runs. But and like you said, Jack, I, I think Tamers, if you want to solo it or something, um, that was the fastest way to get the best out of your 15 minutes during peak time. But you know, like all the event, events, it's who can stay home and play the longest, right? So, but nevertheless, awesome, awesome event from the staff. Um, looking forward for the next one. I don't know, what is it? A East, Easter Bunny it lands, <laughs> Easter lands. Next Hopefully event is with Osweir 4. Four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep, keep telling yourself that, Jack. <laughs> well, they just released all the pets. I went and lured them all. I see one that looks like it's going to be a great PvP one slot pet that I can't wait to play with. It'll be it'll be cool for sure. Actually, we got the Book of Truth event. Um, we'll probably have to touch on that in another episode, but we got the Book of Truth event coming up. If we anyone pays touch it. on it today, because isn't it coming this Saturday? Uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe we have to do it after action, but uh, we'll we'll see yeah, how much we'll time we have a, today. We'll get a role player on. Uh, the uh, the snow globes were very cool. I think they got the drop rate right because they were just rare enough that it took it took a lot of work to get one, but they weren't so rare that if you had a favorite dungeon, you you would like never get it. Yeah, they weren't lantern rare. Yeah, I even got one, and I rarely farm, so I'd say the well again. I've got good drop luck, apparently. Uh, you got you got a guilty to feed you that you embezzle from, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we did get all nine uh, uh, globes. A lot of them were donations. Some of them were off of boss drops. Bosses seem to have about a 50% drop rate, it seemed, for the globes. So that was pretty cool. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm a little uh, disappointed I didn't throw my my hat in the ring for the house deco contest and get that that little present, whatever it was. I think it was just like a, like a double click and you get a random prize, right? Wasn't super, super special, but I like those little things sometimes. Yeah. Everyone that entered got a, uh, a lump, like five lumps of coal or whatever. 
And then everyone else, the winner got something super special. I don't remember what it was, though. It was an interesting race. I think someone got like a, everyone got like a box, right? A Christmas package or something. They, they could double click like a shrine token. Yep. And that's what gave them the coal. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I think we ta- talked about uh, Winterlands enough. It's, it's done it in the past. Uh, yeah. The only thing I want to say about it is it's, I know it's not like new content that we get to do day in, day out, but these events are definitely cool. I'm, I'm glad the staff puts uh, that much effort into them. Even though this is oh, a yeah, bit of a rehash from the event just prior to it, uh, some of the artwork that Owen did is just astounding. I think we should yeah, acknowledge that big we should acknowledge the uh, the community contest winner Soma uh, in Discord, uh, Damiana uh, on the forums, and uh, the the lantern covered that race uh, pretty heavily uh, from the community uh, vote standpoint. And uh, it was some pretty interesting politicking that went on. Um, Wildcat uh, NZL had led that race uh, for about two or three days with like almost no traction. And uh, then at the 11th hour, uh, Soma had really rallied her uh, field game. However, she had that set up and she wound up winning that event handily by quite a few votes. And it all kind of happened last minute. So it was really interesting to cover that race. I was going to say... uh... Didn't the lantern have a little uh, Mondale wins event? <laughs> we did. We did print uh, uh, the morning that uh, she crushed it. So a pretty good run. So next up on the list is a pretty big topic. Um, it's kind of swept through Outland the last uh, really two months. It started off with dungeon IP restrictions, uh, so you couldn't bring you couldn't multi box inside dungeons anymore, and that came with its own unique uh, challenges. And then recently they put in, they changed the whole murder system. So Ace, if you want to break down the changes exactly for us, maybe. Yeah, we, we kind of have a twofold um, here. We have the dungeon IP restrictions and then we have the murder IP restrictions. Um, as far as the dungeon restrictions, we have uh, one IP per dungeon, um, except for the new player dungeon. And this includes the Omniboss region. So you can't, you know, multi-box your, your, I know they crack down on it, but your your scout character, you can't run in on blues with red speak right behind you, um, hidden so you can PK and then be blue, loot, and PK and blue, loot. And, um, and uh, it's it. I think I, what I've seen is it's really cut down on some of the character after character after character after character just raiding bosses and PKing you while you're farming and that flows into you kill one then they have the di- dungeon murder restriction so um, it seems to be working the way they intended um, I think the PKs are complaining a little bit they want it lowered um, for the murder restrictions but uh, it's I know BB's been really active or were really active about the dungeon scouts and everything. So I, I think this yeah, has yeah, been the, a really the, good the change. Yeah, the dungeon IP fixes the scouts. Uh, yeah. You know, because you, you can't, you can no longer have an account in Aegis and an account in Mausoleum. Like once you're in Aegis, that's it. You're, you're committed to, to being an Aegis. You can't just have these, your two other alt accounts scouting all the dungeons for you because uh, it blocks you from content either on your PvP or on your PVMer. So you really have to commit, like, I'm going to go scout and it play your scout. And people have found ways around this, but 
it really kind of stopped a lot of the bullshit we were dealing with as far as ghost cams and, you know, I don't know, people just scripting it, all kinds of weird, crazy stuff they were doing. Well, yeah, and I mean, and I don't think we have it in our notes, but I mean, even ghost cams were were tweaked a little bit where you can only see players that are flag green to you or in your guild. Um, so, so that's stopped a lot of the ghost camming as well. Yeah, another ghost cam change they put in was the uh, you can't see house signs as a ghost anymore. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, but yeah, you can't scout IDOX either as a ghost. Yeah. I didn't even realize that was a thing, but apparently it was, because of course it is. Everything's a thing at this point. But yeah, that, that leads us right into the, the murder restrictions. So when you're killed in a dungeon, if you're red, you get a two-hour restriction from that specific dungeon and a 15-minute restriction for all dungeons. Um, so this is kind of where it, if you kill a red at a boss... You at least got maybe fifteen minutes while you can just kind of go in peace from at least that PK, um, which gives you a reason to kind of fight back and and try and stop them and instead of just being like, all right, let's get wiped, we'll regroup, and then we'll go back and and try and finish the boss once they leave or something. So you know, if you actually fight back, you kill them, you get at least fifteen minutes um, free from that that PK. Yeah, it really added a new element to boss rating instead of hitting them over and over and over again you got to hit them right at the exact right time yeah yeah before you would i mean even very before this they, they kind of tweaked the, their murder changes but you had to kill your an enemy rating guild three times assuming they each had a pvp character on each account so right because it was to, account based not ip based right so you have to kill three waves uh, and they could be right on top of you. Um, and now with this, you just you you fight off your enemy one time, and they're, they're locked out. So it's kind of a I don't know. It it makes more sense this way, but it's definitely harsh, and it's definitely unusual. I mean, they they tackle it this way rather than doing uh, stricter murder penalties or stat loss or any of the old school ways that kind of kind of deal with murderers. Um, I don't think we know for sure yet, like how this uh, will affect the server long-term health wise. Um, you know, Owen had a very good, his kind of stance and he had some really good uh, quotes. If we could probably dig them up, you know, one of them was something like, um, you know, the PKs and reds have had a, like a cakewalk here. And like that time's over. Yeah. I mean, you want to, at the end of the day, Reward those people that have spent the time farming a million gold, summon the boss, get their group together, get in there. You know, th- there's something to be said about PK's radiance part of the game. It makes it exciting. You know, no one wants to play a tram shard. That's why we all play fell shards. But at the end of the day, those people putting in hours and hours of work just to get their fun ruined in 15 minutes by a group of reds that have much better PV pr- PvP prowess, um, it's, it's disheartening. And you know, and then it drives away your PVM players. And if you don't have PVM players, you got people dueling in the pits, and that's what your server is. So, I, th- I think from that aspect, um, you know, some of the better PVP groups can definitely go in, roll out a group, and uh, finish the boss. Um, and and sometimes, you know, the Blues win. So, I think it's a good place right now. Can I see it maybe tweak 
liked a little more down the road, yeah. But I think anything, I think really anything under about 15 minutes isn't going to change much, 30 minutes maybe, because most groups can get a boss down in that time. Yeah, this this definitely changes the boss scene, but it also changes just farming a dungeon. You know, you could, if you fight back and you kill the red that's on you, if you're smart and you're running a, a PVM build with, with with resist or wrestling and fight that guy off, like you don't, that's it. He's done. Yeah. Yeah. And he can go PK in 15 minutes in any other dungeon, you know, and if he's really bad and gets locked at all the dungeons, well, that's on him. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be PKing. It's actually impossible way- to get locked out of all the dungeons at once. Oh yeah. yeah Cause the 15, cause the 15 minute timer. Yeah. Well, yeah. you could just kill in one, kill in another, and by the time you've killed in the ninth one, the, the other one's either been open for a bit or about to open. Yeah. Yeah, it's two hours and 15 minutes with all nine dungeons. 15-minute lockout. You can't get locked out of all of them at once. You will always have a dungeon you can go PK in. Granted, it might be Darkmire where no one is, but you can go make that your home. This does really alter and change one play style in the game uh, and how they play the game. So it's kind of hard. It, you, we shouldn't really discount that. Like uh, the the Urk Guild that I'm in, they're the Bloodrock Clan. They're they're making a trying to make a push to come back. And then I had to explain to them, hey, here's what's going on with the murder changes and the IP wide restrictions, and they almost can't wrap their head around it. We haven't really got out in the dungeons yet. So I mean they'll see an action as 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 orcs drop in the fight if we're in like cavernum or something you know they won't be able to come back in and, and help they kind of used to run around as orcs as a big old horde so yeah I mean I'm not I'm, I'm speaking from experience I don't I'm not like a in a PK 100% time guild but even even like a role playing guild it's gonna change how they play yeah you. You might see them set up more overland haunts versus in dungeon, but well, there's a wilderness factor too, though. You just can't so, attack back, or you can't initiate combat. You can attack back. You can also heal and everything else. Still, yeah, I remember orcs. Orcs were quitting because uh, because of the mechanic we had at launch, where uh, you couldn't attack back right away. You had to let someone attack you, and they just didn't like how that worked. They, they just want they want it wide open. Um, but when you do that, you end up with a shard that just has those players on it. So it's a, I, yeah. I it's mean, a really, time will tell. I mean, this is this is we're what maybe a month in, maybe yeah, about a month in. Um, I think so far it's been doing what staff expected it to do um but in the end we'll just have to really see what how this road ends up where the turn where it takes a turn and uh go from there if how often i die on my tamer is any indication there's still pks doing their thing (laughs) there's definitely (laughs) pks doing their thing oh for sure and it's changed the boss rating strategies Instead of raiding on reds, you raid on blues. And you have to kill pets to keep those blues from taking your boss. And then you're gray and they can attack you freely and you have to live when they attack you. It's turned into a lot of noto fighting. Don't know if that's better or worse. 
I haven't seen a ton of it outside of bosses yet. Yeah, we anticipated griefing to go up too. Uh, you know, when when the reds can't do when they get stabbed out of a dungeon, they're more likely to try to they get you to attack them, follow you around, tag your mobs, loot your gold. I really haven't try seen to, it you much. to engage with them. I've seen a bit of it, but yeah, it's not it that's still not that widespread. And yeah, I think it's in a pretty good place right now. How about this next topic, Strange Lands? Yeah, so did either of you get a chance to play it yet? I did not. Unfortunately, all the tests were going on at times where I had uh, fam- family or real-world responsibilities going on, so I did not get to do anything but read. Exactly the same for me, although I have in my head how this should work, and from what I gather, that's not how it works. So <laughs> I have a feeling if I played, I would just be disappointed with it, but I know he's got a lot of changes, and he keeps every time it's out. There's lots of tweaks and um, and changes they're bringing to it. I don't know. I, I got to play it twice. Um, first time, I did what everyone hates and grouped up with a group of people in voice, you know, calling sync drops and all that crap. And I was out within 30 minutes. I ran out of food. Uh, second time, I did it 100% solo. Had a couple people ask, "Hey, you want to group up?" Nope. I'm going to do it solo. Came in eighth place. So I can see both good and bad about grouping up. Uh, That's the major complaint is people group up on the sorcerer class. So for those that don't know Strangelands, there's predetermined classes like sorcerers, bards. uh, My favorite so far, monk. It's kind of a med warrior-ish type of character which is pretty cool. Oh, and before we get too far down the rabbit hole here, it, it, Strangelands is the Outlands versions of Battle Royale. So like they're Fortnite. Right, yeah. I've never played any of those. I've only done Strangelands. Um, so yeah, it is the Battle Royale kind of uh, event. You basically need to stay alive with uh, water and food drops that you loot or gather uh, if your hunger or thirst reach 100, you die and you're done. It's a two-hour event once a week. Um, I think it's almost ready. I gave Luthius a few more suggestions, as did others. Uh, found a really neat bug on the third one, where if it crashes right as it closes, if the shard crashes, uh, you pop out and you're still in your Strangelands character with all the gear, and you lose all your old skills. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> that, no. uh, it was kind of amusing to pop out and be like, oh, this isn't my character anymore. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing that I noticed is that they don't have a shrinking map, and uh, which is a big deal because you're not going to force conflict. You know, oh, Apex Legends, Fortnite. It's already a small enough map. It doesn't need to get any smaller. Well, it's supposed to shrink as your as players die off. So when you're down to you know five, ten players, the map just gets smaller. Are you saying it's supposed to like they said it was supposed to, or it's no, supposed no, no, to no, like it's... PUBG and Fortnite? Right, like PUBG and Fortnite. So the uh, most recent test, test number three, there was 99 people that were on the leaderboard. I made the full two hours because again, as a solo player, it's easier to stay alive with food and water. Uh, 
I got close. I hit 95 hunger at one point and then found a hunk of mushroom or whatever and survived. But even at that last minute, you know, last 10 minutes, everywhere I went, there was someone there. I There was no solo ability. You still had to fight off people and never got a clean, you know, one-on-one against a mob. So, yeah, so let's back up a little bit. So hunger and thirst, they tick up what like one every minute or so every it's five every seven minutes or something like that i don't know exactly i didn't pay enough attention to that i'm not gonna lie so is it just strictly time-based there's not like if you're doing more things it goes faster doing less things it goes faster it's just strictly time-based right yep strictly time-based and then if you're in a group it's does it go faster or is it just harder to spread the food and water throughout a group harder to spread the food and water throughout the group okay Okay, cool. And then you get skills and stat drops um, on the mobs you kill. So everybody's looking for mobs. While they're looking for mobs, some are PKing, PVPing, some are just focusing sort only on PVM, etc., etc. Right? It's just kind of like the same, the whole regular game, except condensed in Battle Royale, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot more PVP based because there's no murder counts and. Theoretically, there's no way to tell who anyone is. Right. There, there is, but there isn't because everyone's a stranger, correct? Right. Uh, the one biggest issue is that everything shows up. Like if you have someone on your friends list, they'll show up on there as a. It'll have friend over their head. Right, and people have Ultima mapper servers, and do do oh, yeah. guild members show up in like uh, Steam maps still? I don't know. The, I didn't think to check that the first time. The last time I was on an ungilded character, which found yet another bug, where if you're gotcha. not in a guild, it doesn't count kills or deaths, because it said I had zero of each, and I know I died at least 10, 15 times. Oh, so if you die in, in PVM or PVP, you can get rezzed. You just can't die of hunger or thirst. Right, you can die all you want, uh to monsters or people uh you do lose everything except your starter items and whatever you have and you can put five things in the cache that'll spawn with you next time so one time i had four really good weapons and i put three of them away and kept one equipped and then when i died because i did i'm terrible i popped out and i had three weapons in my bag and then i got murdered before i could drop them and Someone got three good weapons off me. Nice. And that was the oh, catch. Okay. Like so you have I to go somewhere that. like a bank kind of thing. Yeah, there's little caches like in the ground, um, hidden trap doors and everything. Uh, with UOS uh, Classic, uh, you can do the control shift and you can see everything you need. Nice. nice. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know it had a cache uh, system like that. Like I said, I have this vision in my head how it will work. And obviously, it's something a little different. It actually kind of reminds me of Daisy. I think was the game. It was the kind of one of the first zombie survival games. Yeah, um, yeah a little. It's a little closer to that than it is like a a battle royale. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I'm I'm really excited to check it out. Like I said, the the few tests were just at inopportune times for me um, with the busy holidays and then just some other personal personal things going on. But it seems really cool. I think we have some more community comments. Um, later in the show that we'll we'll loop around to um but really excited to try it out i, I think it's a really cool system and it could be something really fun down the road 
Yeah, my biggest complaint is right now it's supposed to happen Sundays at like 2 Eastern. Yeah, it's just a terrible time for me. I probably won't get to do it ever because of that. But that's a personal issue, that not a shard issue. That's fine. We'll all complain enough and they'll add a second one or something. Yeah, it should be a shard issue. They should just have like a a couple of them throughout the, I don't know, so it hits all time zones. and or, Yeah, or rotating every week yeah. you know, by an hour or two or something. Well, if you read PvP chat, they've been asking for that for tournaments for about a year now, and uh, maybe it'll happen. Well, I mean, they have adjusted some of like the castle sieges, and the they, they do shrines right, right. twice a day now, and stuff like that. So, I mean, they're listening, they're trying to get people involved, but they want to keep stuff rare, too, especially with the tournaments, I think. Um, but 10 p.m. on a Saturday, it's a little late for Eastern, but it's early for some other places. I mean, i I don't know. Arena tournaments don't really do much for me, so I kind of ignore them. Yeah, very varied content is always awesome. You know, we keep doing the same thing every day. We'll we'll just stop playing. So this is a this is very unusual varied content, but I think I'll take it. And, yeah, and it's, it's going to be uh, short enough and rare enough that it'll, it'll be just like an ongoing event kind of thing. So yeah, the only other thing I've heard is some people are saying that the two hours isn't enough or is too long rather. Um, I think it's a good spot for two hours. Yeah. It's a bit of a commitment and yeah, it can get boring going around picking mushrooms for two hours, but I wanted more it. I wanted to keep going for hours on end just to see what, I, how long I could survive. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to our guest. Uh, so we kind of, we have a couple of topics this week, but we brought Chet Casey on to, to kind of hear what you got going on, man. So the, the journal is very cool. What, 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 like you kind of came out of nowhere with this. Uh, so no one really knows who you are. Tell us about yourself, your, your UO history and why, and why you're, why you started this up. I played at launch, uh, with a group who came and we did quite well. Uh, I, I stopped playing Outlands maybe two months um, post-launch, and I've been away since then. Um, a couple people got active. Uh, a couple of my good friends who I'd stayed in touch with on Discord, um, who are in a variety of different guilds now. Um, and they had some different projects going on, and uh, I wanted to get back into the community. Um, and I've always been into weird things with uo um i love the player um run aspect of of everything there's so many cool things that go on so i don't get a lot of play time um so i really don't uh play uo outlands a whole lot i'm not a member of any major guild um pve guild or anything like that uh but i do uh, get a good amount of time where i can be involved with the discord uh community so I love chatting with our population. And so I, I decided to help the VOV guild, uh, the Vicious Occult Vampires. Uh, they were launching their role-playing project. And I couldn't really play with the guys, um, but I offered Is that, is that to, what we're calling it? What's that? <laughs> I said, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're launching their, uh, their project. I'm a startup master. So, uh, so I decided to do some of their... Um, content for them and help introduce them into the role-playing community 
so I was working with that group quite closely, uh, and and the paper seemed like a really uh, interesting platform to kind of leak some stories. And uh, really quickly uh, after that, I thought, hey, this is actually this is kind of cool, uh, and you could really cover an awful lot of different content uh, because so many people are doing so many either creative things, either in the role playing community storytelling aspect or uh, community competitive. Uh, field be that uh, contests, tournaments, uh, different things that go on in the game. There's just so much content on Outlands, and there's uh, such a good player base um, that is it's really uh, a rife for telling stories and helping people tell their stories. And I think that that's um, one thing where there's a, a, a lot of really great creative people out there doing a lot of things, and some some groups just need a little bit of help. Um, to, to format their thoughts and to present it to the people uh, in an interesting way. So that's that's how we got started. And then it snowballed really quickly. And I started just picking stories up. Um, and as, as it started to get a little bit more um, attention, uh, you know, community members coming to me uh, and giving me leads on stories to fill and trying to get in all of the uh, discords that I possibly could to give myself the best chance at covering the right story. Uh, so it's really taken off, and we have some uh, really great projects coming down the pipe. Uh, today, we actually hired our first reporter to help me out. So you'll start seeing uh, senior reporter uh, Lewis Pohl, uh, who I drafted from the Horseshoe Bay Gazette. And so he's going to get a shot, and um, it should allow us uh, to expand even more, cover more content, help me out a little bit with the deadlines. Uh, we do publish almost daily uh, in the roleplay channel. So usually I'll publish in the morning, Monday through Friday, uh, and, and leave a note in general. You know, I publish the uh, full article in roleplaying uh, in Discord, and we just started archiving those. So you can go on the forums now in the roleplaying section and go all the way back to late December when we kicked it off up until a couple days ago. So I'll keep archiving those articles Um for anybody who gets behind or if it gets buried in discord for you. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of the, um, the Eve Imperium, Imperium news, not Imperium news. That's something else. But Eve had this, uh, blurb where people would feed them various, uh, news snippets and it would kind of scroll down your feed. Uh, I think it's since been, uh, been dropped as an official news source, but it was always RP and flavor. Um, uh, they have other people in the Eve that, that have carried that on, but it kind of started as a almost an official product, but they went and got actual reporters and fed it role playing news or or actual in game events twisted with a role play flair kind of yeah. Uh, so which is this very cool is a good uh, time to mention. I, I want to be uh, real clear on what we're trying to execute. Uh, we're not trying to be a role play newspaper. We are trying to role play reporters producing a real newspaper <laughs> for the community. <laughs> Um, so when you're reading some of these articles, um, everything is thoroughly vetted. I try to get at least two confirming sources <clears throat> for anything, um, that's being told to us. We make sure that we connect with both parties, uh, if there's multiple people involved in it. And, uh, you know, a lot of these articles, uh, are more vetted than what you'll see in some mainstream media sources <laughs> in some cases. Uh, so that was pretty funny to me. And we're also distrusted, uh, probably at the same levels as the real media is. This well, side of the if, pond, at least. 
if this was uh, a role playing news news thing, I, I I wouldn't really read it. I would get bored of two sentences in as I right. read your fan fiction, right? Which is, uh, but this is uh, the way this is done. It's you're you're telling the news of Outlands, and there's there is some role playing. I don't know. It's very very cool. I love it. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, uh, you guys can keep reading uh, in role play. Uh, we also have a Twitter platform, so you can follow Chet Casey on uh, Twitter at Real Chet Casey. Um, so we're really trying to build a really immersive uh, platform that people can have their stories heard. So I need your help to send me content, and we will get on it. But uh, you know, it is kind of interesting. We I have had uh, quite a few people reach out. Um, wanting to help and provide content to us. And so the only thing I would just tell any listeners is we're really, we're not interested in trolling other players for you. So <laughs> send us the, the leads and the um, stories that you think should be pursued. But uh, I do a lot of work to uh, chat with people and to verify things. So don't send me a wild goose chase to troll your buddy. Yeah. Don't. Oh don't man. I had so many good time. ideas for Jack and Matt here, man. <laughs> something about, BP, BB collapsing from the inside and going insane <laughs> and, and all these other story ideas uh, just ruined my night. I do have one question for you, Chet. How did you decide to be based in the best city in Avedon? Oh, man, it's a no-brainer. It's the best city on the map. It uh, uh, Right out of the gate when we did uh, do the launch strategy, uh, a lot of the guys and the gals were really, really interested in making Outpost. Um, everybody wanted to be an Outpost. It was just the best city on the map. And running around the map a little bit recently, um, some of the other cities are just so damn big that uh, they're great cities. They're beautiful. But there's something to be said about Outpost that makes it special. How are you based out of Outpost? I thought you were the Cambrian Light Journal. Uh, they've shuttled me to the outpost office. I always thought it was funny that uh, Chet Casey might have been like banished to the outpost office. Cambria is such a nice city. It's like the Los Angeles or Miami of Outlands. So I thought it would be I really funny you. if Chet Casey had to go report from Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I play out of outpost. I really like the town. Uh, I think it's the coolest town on the map personally. Yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah, it's like the, it's a, the new moon glow, right? Everything's nice, close together. You can get everything quick. It's been pretty varied too, as far as what you report. You've had some uh, like funny little story bits of things that happen in the in the game world, which is which is cool because it's hard to get that info out to to everybody unless you're unless you're out in the community, kind of getting those stories. Which so it's, it's neat to have an outlet to see those, but then you're also doing. Like the the last one you put out had a, a very detailed, almost like a uh, uh, breakdown of all the the guilds and their population versus the overall population. Right. So we're um, working. Uh, that's a project that I'm really excited about. Um, we're going to track monthly um, some key metrics, and the challenge was to first determine, um, you know, what are some objective ways that we can cover uh, the different guilds um, and the community. Uh, from a way where we can take a lot of the narrative uh, out of it and just put some hard data to it. So the great thing about Outlands is there's a lot of information available in the guild menu. And uh, I would like to see more information available from the guild menu, but there's already quite a lot. So we're beginning to take 
a few data points and we're going to look at those monthly and publish them uh, to the public because I think that that's uh, really important that people can have that information available to them. Uh, in the broader project, uh, our goal is to create a few baskets of these metrics and we can actually have a model um, that will sort of give us an indicator of what I'm calling the public health of the server or uh, really the public health of all the guild communities um, that people can tap into. So we'll be looking at some things like population, prestige, a prestige ratio to population, um, something I call gas or guild ad spend to sort of assign how aggressive a guild is about trying to bring in new members. So there's a few things you can track um, and the model will grow. So I'll be publishing more uh, on that, but our goal is to put all those pieces together um, and sort of have a GDP uh, number, if you will, that we can report on uh, monthly. And I think that will be really neat to track month over month and see uh, how those numbers move. And it's also really funny. I noticed once we, I knew this was going to happen, but when we dropped that data in, I think it was probably the most like responsive the general uh, Discord got. I looked back a couple hours later on my phone and there was definitely a lot of back and forth uh about you know whose guild was the biggest and how those numbers impact what people are actually seeing as they play day to day who's the new ekms right exactly so i'm working on the alliance project right now and uh hopefully in the next week or so we'll be able to drop a few charts in our publication um that'll give us a better idea about how to link up um those guilds because as it is right now you can't view the uh specific alliances that a guild has so I have to rely on self-reporting, but we're organizing that. We should have that available in the next few days or two a week. That's awesome. I mean, you've given us so much of your backstory. Um, I, I want to loop kind of to some of the notes we had and the, and the questions we had. I, you've kind of answered some of them or touched on them, but um, have, have you done something like this? Was this just, it was this strictly an Outlands thing that just kind of, as you came back, you were like, oh, this sounds like something cool, you know, was this on another server in another life, something maybe similar, but a different project or, or so I've never is this done, all brand new? Yeah, I've never done a newspaper before. Um, probably the craziest thing I've done is I actually um, did a publicly traded company on another server. So you, you were able to buy and sell shares and there were stock splits and uh, <laughs> dividends paid and various things like that. And that was actually very <laughs> successful. Um, so that was pretty cool. So you can do that. Uh, but yeah, I've always been really interested in like, what, what can a player do with the mechanics available? And, um, again, really our focus being on the community, uh, it's just really interesting to me when people can work together and you can be creative and you have some mechanics that you can play with. I mean, it's honestly, it's the sky's the limit. You got Red Cross out there doing, you know, medical service i are probably my favorite article we've published so far was the outlandsstore.net um i mean that's just crazy these guys have a, a online marketplace that you can do outlands transactions through it boggles my mind is it's really cool so i view us very much in that vein um but no this is this is a uo outlands only original project so, so what, do, what is your real life job? Cause this is, <laughs> I feel like you have some sort of background. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in men's tailored clothing. 
Really? Okay, I was way off. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna say like finance or statistician <laughs> or, or something like that's crazy. <laughs> I guess you got lots of time to think while you're uh, feeling up, that's other right. guys. <laughs> well, you, you might be uh, disappointed to hear I am not a radio co-host in my real life either. So, oh well, <laughs> you're I was gonna send you my application. <laughs> you got a voice. You got a face for radio. It's okay, Nat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Face for so, radio and a voice for the silent movies. <laughs> Ouch, man. Stabbing deep there. Um, so you mentioned a, a new reporter, Lou Pohl. Um, he came from Horseshoe Bay, but kind of the, the, the non-RP. Is this someone you knew? Is this someone that approached you? Is this How, how did this ex- expansion come about other yes. than you're just really busy? So th- this, uh, this was a guy who approached me uh, recently in Discord, and... Um, I've thoroughly vetted uh, this candidate to the best degree that I can. So I have some, uh, you know, pretty rigid expectations on what we do and don't want to do uh, with the paper. So we're going to have to see how it goes. But I'm very, very confident. Uh, and really, <laughs> the the most stressful part is is deadlines, right? So I do try to publish daily. I take Saturdays off. We don't publish on Saturdays. But other than that, we're trying to publish six days a week. And so far, we've been able to hit every deadline um, that we've intended. But I really uh, wanted to expand as I started getting a lot of joy out of this project. So I I thought about a couple different ways we could do that. I wanted to have a couple other reporters um, for anybody who is interested in this sort of thing. Certainly reach out and contact me and we can chat. Uh, But if I can have a few reporters who can help me uh, with this, then that'll take a little bit of the deadline pressure of trying to get content put out every single day. Uh, also in the works right now with a pretty well-known uh, community member for a role that I'm calling a, a contributor, uh, which sort of like a, you know, chief uh, whatever correspondent for whatever news organization um, who, who work more on their own time, uh, but are very, very knowledgeable about niche content. Uh, and uh, those people will be producing uh, content on their own that'll be released under the Cambrian Lantern platform. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. We haven't closed the deal yet, but uh, we're working on that. So that's pretty exciting as well. Um, so anybody who wants to help, I need a lot of help. There's a lot of stories to be told out there, and uh, we just have to do it in an objective and ethical way because we want to be. Yeah, and this trusted. should steamroll too as you, uh, as people kind of find out about you, they'll start feeding you more info and. And the more popular it gets, the easier it'll it'll be to report and at least find the interesting things to report on. Yes. And we do try and mix it up um, to touch on that point. Uh, we really didn't want to get bogged down with um, just being the role-playing newspaper or just being the PK or, you know, re- regurgitating what gets posted in announcements. Uh, so we are trying to keep it diverse. And even if you don't think that your story is a match, certainly let me know and we will see if we can make something happen with it but it's a really neat platform and and ultimately i hope that uh we can we can just be the microphone um for what's already going on in the community right because i don't uh really play don't have uh, a whole lot of ability to impact uh things in game universe but i think there are a lot of people who should have their opinions heard and stories told and all sorts of other things like that so i'm here to help that's 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 really cool. Um, kind of going down another road. How do, how do you respond to the? 
I've seen a lot of questions of reporter integrity and reporter bias and spinning, spinning the true news. How, how do you respond to those people? So I think if anybody uh, wanted to level any of those criticisms, uh, you can look at any single piece that we've published and it's all verifiable. And I have screenshots for a lot of this stuff that I save and archive uh, just on the off chance anybody would want to dispute it. But, you know, I'm getting this information um, just from chatting in Discord. So ultimately, if somebody wants to be um, disingenuous with me or or hide um, certain information, I probably can't get to it. Um, but these are things where if I can ping somebody and, you know, Flube will confirm uh, XYZ and I can confirm with the poor son of a gun that he put down in the dungeon of uh, XYZ, then then we can run that. Um, and we feel good about that. But honestly, uh, the handful of things that have come out about that, I think they were mostly uh, in good spirited um, jest and, uh, and are good natured. There's always going to be um, some bias that's inherent in being baked into the news. So while we are an objective and fact-based organization, um, you know, our, our reporters and myself are people, and I'm sure we do bring some biases uh, to the narrative uh, that we're going to put out there. But uh, we try our best, and it's really important to me that we are fair and balanced and we become very trusted with the community because we won't get far if we stray from that. We won't get far. Awesome. Well, Chet, I think you gave us a lot of information here. Um, I, I don't think Nat or Jack have any more questions for you. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, tell, tell us again how we can find you at Real Chet Casey on Twitter, right? Yeah, you can find us at Real Chet Casey on Twitter, um, at Chet Casey 6469 on Discord, or Chet Casey on the forums. And uh, do reach out to us. We're sponsoring the Spring 2020 uh, PvP tournament for round two. Um, and we do plan on doing a lot of community events uh, with the money that we raise through either advertising in the newspaper or on Twitter or our donations. So give me your money and I will do crazy, crazy things with it. I saw you plug that at the end of your last news blur, but you were, uh, you were taking donations to do, to do more community things with the paper. We are, I have a Q1 goal of 30 million gold by April 4th. So I desperately Uh, need your help. That's a lofty goal, but uh, (laughs) you can, you can find all his articles are current archived on the forums. Um, do you have plans or, or do you guys have your own discord channel or do you, you operate strictly out of outline? Uh, we, we are not ready to bring people into one more discord. I'm sort of debating whether people really want to do that. There's a lot of discords that people are already in and we're already posting in the outlands discord. And I'm already in many of the guilds out there's discord. So I don't know, uh, if we're going to do that, it's all set up and ready to go. So it'll sort of depend on the feedback we get from the community if that's something that they're interested or not that's that's awesome we appreciate your time um i think we all appreciate what you're doing we all have fun with it we can just back and forth and and look forward to reading some more of those in the morning that's great yeah. thanks guys so much for having just i think i can't uncover another unique thing about ultima online like there's just one more thing that that comes out of the woodwork <laughs> there is there's so, a lot of stuff out there We've got some community responses uh, this week. We had very short notice for this, so I'm glad we got the feedback we did. Um, but the question was to give us your feedback for the, the Strangelands testing events. Um, 
the good, the bad, uh, what you wanted to see improve. And uh, we got some pretty good responses. So first up is from Black Dragon. He says, uh, Strange Land is awesome. I'd like to see more efforts to dissuade people uh, from zerging it. It's almost impossible to stop because people enjoy voice comms and team up. We should make it easier for them by allowing them to party and see each other as green. What can be done to combat this? Yeah. It's, that's a constant battle between Razor, clients, and what Luthius wants the event to do. I, I'm sure he's limited with, with, with like tools and tweaks he can do. You can't just hide serial numbers, right? Uh, you might be able to scramble them. Uh, I don't. I don't know the whole. I mean, the whole way UO operates is they serialize and deserialize when they're saving. So I don't. I don't know if you can change those serials and then change them back or what. I mean, that's way above my head. Um, maybe we can get some info from Luthius on his kind of thoughts and ideas going forward. Uh, but yeah, I think. I think the whole real way UO works is on serials. So I'm not. I'm not sure if you can do that. Yeah, I know um, the vision of this. Of this event is it's a solo thing you go in you don't you don't come in with a pre-existing party that's the vision of it Um, you know on the on the other hand i mean i know we kind of said this is more like daisy than uh fortnite or PUBG, but i know in PUBG you can go in and party right so right um it's you know i don't know maybe maybe they can find a way maybe it's when cuo comes the only client maybe it's when um, modern UO, which is a, a new version of run UO and server UO, gets farther along. I know um, there's a guy named uh, I think Mr. Batman that's doing a lot of cool things with, with the server side, and I know Jaden's helping him and trying to imp- implement some of that in Outland. So, um, like, totally get rid of saves. Like, you take a snapshot, send it off, and there's, like, no world saves. So maybe there's something down the road that could, could help this. Yeah, no, I think there is. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious what Luthius does to tackle it. There might be things you could do short term to make it not as easy, though. Yeah, it seems like the hunger and thirst, right? When you're in, when you're in a group, you know, maybe maybe he makes those tick faster if you're in a party or if you're close to people or something like that. I I don't really know, but there might be some game mechanics um, to try and combat that grouping up where you can't stop the the client or the assistant from giving you an edge. Yeah, that's where I was saying the first time I did it was grouped and we ran out of food and water. Second time I was solo, lasted the entire two hours, no problem. I don't know if that's enough or if it's not, but... It worked in your situation? Yeah, it's definitely a way to tackle it. So, yeah, Shadowstone, you know, chimed in. He said disallowing parties, if feasible, would be great. Um, scrambling serial character serial IDs, um, so you can't see them on your friends list, things like that. Um, yeah, you know it's yeah. it's kind of a shame that people want to ruin other players' fun by by grouping up on them. There there might be you know maybe it becomes more of a battle royale where when if you die X amount of times you're out. Um, maybe it's not a two-hour time limit or, or something like that. I don't, I don't know to get p- groups to turn on themselves. Which kind of, I kind of jumped ahead. Script said, you know, pushing the survive at all cost mechanics, um, incentivizing reasons for groups to turn on themselves, um, things like that, like temporary alliances, a la Hunger Games style. Yeah, that makes me think of uh, 
the division and you're, you're in the, the black zone, whatever what do they call it. And you had a whole mechanic where you could turn on your party at the end and haul off the loot without them. Yeah. There's, there's all sorts of interesting, interesting things they can do with this. And because it's a weekly event, you know, he can, he can change it over time. Yeah. I, I think the one thing that the staff here um, is not lacking is ideas and skill. So I could see this constantly evolving just like everything else on Outlands um, and, and really being a fun time. Um, for said, he said there needs to be something more, something to do, something to go after, um, you know, gathering materials, hitting different parts of the map, collecting, combining, um, more, more kind of a goal-oriented where it gets people moving and interacting and, and things like that. So, I mean, Jack, I'll... I'll kind of throw that one to you since i haven't played how, how does the flow of the two hours go you know is it just a grind is it fun is there stuff to do is it interesting or will the novelty wear off after a while for me it was fun i, I spent most of my time collecting water and mushrooms and avoiding the gang squads for the first half hour 45 minutes and then trying to kill monsters on a not a very offensive character. I think like a, your normal med warrior, how much damage are they going to do to monsters? Not a ton. So it was not easy to kill monsters. If I had done more of a PVM build, it might have been better. And I plan on trying that next time I play. So, yeah... I could see it being fun. I can also understand, you know, some people get bored after an hour. You know, it's all in what your attention span is and what you're after in it. For me, the goal for me was to make it the full two hours that time. Yeah, that's cool, too. You know, you can play change your play style every time. You can change what template you take. You can change your objective. Hey, I'm going to PvP this time. Hey, I'm going to PvM this time. Hey, I'm going to survive this time. Um, so that makes it cool. Um, you can change it up different ways. I can maybe see, you know, side quests where if you do this quest, it's going to take you a long time. It's going to take you to some places, but maybe you get a big stash of food, or maybe you do this or that, and, um, and mix those within the regular Strange Lands, maybe. Yeah, see of ideas. Uh, this is definitely cool. So I can't wait to see it. And it's not all bad. We got Black Dragon also said that he liked that the mob shop tie in magics. Um, if you could, really, if you were lucky, you could really whoop some ass if the other people aren't geared up. He said he had a couple people attack him with shitty weapons, and he had some like some really nice weapon turned on him and ran him off. Um, so it's not all all bad staff because um, I know they listen sometimes. Um, people are liking it. A lot of times, uh, the feedback is the loudest from the negative people. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. I, I think people are enjoying it. They just want to play their way or you know or help you improve it yeah see my biggest question is how is it going to be on live uh test server like i said we had 99 people how many people are actually trying to get over on test how many people are even aware of it because they don't get on discord but the first time they see it pop in real game they're gonna go oh what's this and jump in and it might end up being two three four hundred people maybe who knows That'd be awesome. I'd love to see that. I'd love to be a part of it. So I, I hope <laughs> well, they they should cap it and then run multiple instances of it. Yeah, that could be cool too. 
That'd be cool. I, I hope they make a big deal of it when they get alive, though, and, and really get the word out there in-game, on Discord, on the forums, everywhere, and get as many people as they can. I mean, even even 400 people on one thing map could be just fun chaos ridiculousness. How many people were there for the cab opening? Oh, God. <laughs> I think yeah. there were other problems, but it was a ton of fun. Well, I, fun. there were other problems, absolutely, but there was like four, 500 people there, 600 people. Yeah, that was and awesome. When it comes to Outlands, nothing, nothing is small. It's all, it's all big. Yeah, everyone wants to play. And it, I think when you get four or 500 people in the balance that's been existed for um, – <laughs> Excuse me. The balance that existed with you know 100, 200 people might not work with four or five hundred people, and it might need to be changed. And I'm really hoping they do it. I just want to see there. I just want to be there when it happens. This gonna be. It's gonna be glorious. Even if it goes up in a bomb, it's gonna be glorious. All right, that's gonna do it for the show today, guys. Uh, thanks, Ace. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Chet, for for making time for us. You can go to our website, insideoutlands.com. Join our Discord there. Uh, we'll have a link to our, our Discord, rather. Uh, you can listen live on our Discord. Leave us and our guest feedback. Um, before our show, I'll put out a community a community response type of question, and, and you could be on the next show with some of your feedback. Thank you, guys. See you all soon. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for having us, Nat.